Welcome to the Perfume Making Podcast with me, Karen Gilbert. And today I'm talking to one of my artisan perfumery mastermind alumni, Delphine Fant of Gander Temple. So Delphine moved from France to Australia when she was just 18 and ended up falling in love with fragrance on a trip to Bali in 2020. And she now has a beautiful brand and runs natural perfume making workshops for all ages and abilities in her hometown of Perth. Okay, so welcome, Delphine. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. And what I want to do just to get started, something that I do with all of my guests is just hand over to you just to tell the listeners um, a little bit about you, your brand and where they can find you online. I'm going to put all of your details in the show notes anyway, but if we could just start with a quick intro just to kick us off, that would be fabulous. Sure. So thank you for having me on the podcast, first of all. I'm super excited to share my story with your followers. My name is Delphine and I'm French and I'm the founder of Ganda Temple, which is a perfume brand that specializes in 100% natural perfumes. And I do workshops here in Perth in Australia. So that leads me to my first question. How does a French person end up in Perth? (laughs) True. Yeah. So I first decided to move to Australia when I was 18 and that was 16 years ago. Um, Firstly, because I wanted to learn English and also because I decided to apply for a scholarship at university. So I first ended up moving to Australia pretty much to study um, and never left. (laughs) Wonderful. And do you, you love living that kind of, I, I see all of your photos on your Instagram of your kind of like beachy kind of life. Is that something that you always dreamed of? Yeah. I mean, I actually um, was very lucky as a child to travel a lot with my parents. And we did spend some years on Reunion Island, which is a French tropical island. So I've always loved that kind of like beach lifestyle. So when I saw that Australia had the most beautiful beaches in the world, I was like, I'm sold. Oh, brilliant. (laughs) Definitely loving the lifestyle. And so how did that? So let's let's talk about um, your brand. So Gander Temple. Let's start off with um, what was your inspiration behind the brand? So there's a couple of questions here. So firstly, I would love to know what your inspiration behind the brand was in terms of you know, when was it you decided, do you know what, I'm going to, you know, make perfume, I want to have a perfume brand, but also the name Gander Temple, for me, it sounds, I mean, I don't know a huge amount about where your where that name comes from, but it feels very kind of like yogic and spiritual and, you know, so how did those two things come together by way of your journey from France to Australia and did, you know, what, what influenced you in, in that? So um, it already happened at the start of COVID. So during the pandemic, I actually decided to move to Bali in Indonesia. And that was really because I needed a bit of a break after spending so many years in Australia. And I was a bit on a self-discovery journey. So um, my background is actually marketing and graphic design. 
and I spent many, many years working in that industry and I just was, um, I guess, in need of a big change in my life, um, both professionally and on a personal level as well. So when I moved to Bali, I decided to just, you know, take a bit of um, time off. I took six months off, actually. And during that time, I decided to do as many creative activities as I could. And one day I booked this perfume workshop and I actually did it with my mother who was here with me. And it was such a special workshop. I, As soon as I did it, I fell in love with the art of perfumery. I, it was almost therapeutic. So the idea of starting um, a business in the perfume industry really started there in this workshop. Um, and was that in Bali? And that was in Bali. That's yeah, so, so funny because you're obviously you're French and, you know, we always think of France as like the roots of perfumery <laughs> and you had to go all the way to Bali to a workshop to find that inspiration. Indeed. Yeah, it was um, very unexpected and was a beautiful surprise. And as soon as the workshop um, ended, I went to um, talk to the perfumer or the person who was hosting the workshop and, and asked him if he could become my mentor and just teach me everything he knows. So this is where it really started. Um, I then spent a good year and a half living on the island and I really started to learn from him. I even helped him with workshops. So um, the inspiration for my brand really started there. And being uh, living on an island where, you know, um, Bali is um, a very um, Buddhist island. Mm -hmm. So the you know there's yoga studios everywhere. I've done yoga for many many years, so I've always you know enjoyed that um, holistic side of things. So I really wanted to combine my love for perfumery with my love for holistic wellness. And ganda actually means um, perfume or fragrance in Sanskrit. Sanskrit, which is the language of Ayurveda and yoga. So I decided to call my brand Ganda Temple, which is the temple of scents, temple of fragrance. Um, and temples are, you know, sacred places. And there are so many in Bali. And I used to go to those beautiful ceremony where there was incense and flowers everywhere. And that's where the inspiration for the brand name came from. Fabulous. And you say that your background was in marketing and graphics, and that is really obvious from your gorgeous like website and your Instagram. I do have like, whenever I look at your Instagram, I'm just like, it is, it is so beautifully designed. Um, and the brand does look beautiful. And you always share these beautiful reels of your workshops in in this studio um, that you use. So you, when, so remind me when you, when you joined um, the mastermind, artisan perfumery mastermind, when was that? That was a few years back now, right? So it was, yeah, I think it was almost two years ago now. Um, I think it's been a year and a half. And after I've done that bit of like mentoring with this, you know, perfumer in Bali, I was still craving more, knowledge and skills um because he was very much a self-taught um yeah. perfumer and um even though he taught me a great deal i was still craving more knowledge and skills so 
I started to do my own search and came across your website. <laughs> and uh, I think I initially joined um, one of your masterclass that you did. Oh, one of the like short good. ones. Yeah. Yeah. One of the shorter one. And I just loved the way you were teaching. I've learned so much in that, you know, two hours masterclass. So I, yeah, that's how I decided to then join your mastermind um, a course. And yeah, it's been the best decision. Oh, <laughs> really. thank you. And, so, and so I so I know you do um, your your teaching natural perfumery workshops in person in Perth. And um, so what is your what would you say were some of the reasons why you decided to go down that route rather than just creating a brand off the bat? And also I like second part of that question is, you know, what are your future plans for for Ganda Temple oh, as a brand? I'd love to know about questions. that. Um, so uh, first of all, I decided to just stick to natural perfumes because I've always had um, an interest in natural beauty. And it was really important to me that I um, stay very much aligned with my values. So I didn't want to go the synthetic road for that reason. Um, the reason why I decided to um, start with workshops instead of starting a perfume brand straight away is because I actually really wanted to share the same experience that I had when I was in Bali. I enjoyed it so much. It was such um, a creative activity where I almost felt it was like therapeutic, you know, like I really felt like I could reconnect with myself through scents and blending oils. And I just enjoyed that experience. So I wanted to really share that with people so they could feel the same way when they attend my workshops. Um, in saying that, I've always wanted to eventually have my own collection of perfumes. That's something I've had on my mind since day one. So eventually this will be happening in the future. I'm not sure yet if it will be a collection of perfumes um, that are, I guess, inspired by my travels or if I will um, maybe design a fragrance line for kids because I find that there are not a lot of natural perfumes available for kids and I'm pregnant currently of, for my, of my first child. So I'm really like exploring um, that new market. Maybe there's something I could do um, for kids as well. So oh, there's fabulous. definitely a lot <laughs> that I have on my mind. Yeah. And um, I do, I remember, you know, we, when you first joined the mastermind, we were talking, you were talking about oh, you know, maybe creating a, a brand out of it. So it's good to know that that's, that's something that's still there because I do think that your brand is, you know, your brand aesthetic is beautiful, the marketing background. Um, and I, I do see such huge potential for you to develop it in that way. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely on my mind. Um, something I'm still working on. And I think also, you know, trend-wise at the moment, you know, like, you know, because you've been in the group for a while, that my passion, even though I teach both, you know, my passion has always been for like naturals first and therapeutic and well-being and, you know, scent, meditation, yoga, that kind of thing. And the spiritual aspect, I suppose. And so when I look at your brand, I'm like, oh, she really needs to do something along those lines because <laughs> I yeah, think it would end um... up being very beautiful. I love the idea of creating a collection of holistic 
sense. Yeah. Um, so that's, and I, and I really see it when I do my workshops, there's a high demand for those types of fragrance. Um, so yeah, that's definitely something that I would love to offer under the Uganda Temple brand and really expanding the brand, um, continuing with workshops because I adore doing those workshops. I really enjoy them. Um, but also being able to provide, um, I guess, those beautiful scent experiences for people to have at home as well. Yeah. And so you have, so who is your, who's your customer for, um, for your workshops in Perth? What kinds of people come along to those? So I'm actually one of the very few in Perth to offer this workshop. Uh, I think there's only two other people um, who started a perfume workshop business and they don't specialize in naturals like I do. Um, most people who attend my workshop, I would say, are interested in the workshop because it's natural, yeah. first and foremost. So they are really interested in um, finding, I guess, the fragrance that's a bit more healthy. Yeah. And that's the first motivation for those people to come. And the age group is very big. Like I have, you know, 20 year old people coming and I have 50 year old ladies coming as well. A lot of men as well seems to be interested in the workshop. I have more and more men attending the workshop. Um, they sometimes come with their partners or they just come by themselves. There's, um, a lot of different people, but I would say their main motivation is to have a healthy fragrance and then learning a new a new skill, I guess, learning yeah. you know, something new. And so would you say the um in where whether the, the area that you're in is very much a um is there a big kind of drive for natural products in because I always think of Australia as as being maybe one of the leaders in the kind of natural holistic like from years ago I remember seeing a lot of Aussie brands a lot of New Zealand brands and back in the day when I was at even at Neil's Yard working for them a lot of the kind of eco natural brands were from that part of the world and it, it actually took a bit longer for us to get that over here do you still see that as a big market? Yeah, I I think that Australia is doing a great job at having um, a wide range of eco-friendly skincare beauty brands. But when it comes to perfume brands, I feel like Australia is still behind. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that does I make sense feel, because it would have been the natural yeah. beauty stuff that I was seeing back then. Exactly. So you can find so many amazing um, skincare and makeup brands that are, you know, natural, eco-friendly, vegan, all that, um, lots of choice. And then, you know, they're great at it. But when it comes to perfume, I really struggle myself to find brands that I, yeah, really feel are doing the, the right thing for, you know, my values and what I'm looking for. Um, so there's definitely, um, I guess, a gap in the market there. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely. I would say there's room so, for growth. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I, you know, I it was it's interesting you saying a lot of men coming to your workshops now as well. And that was one of the things that I found that um, it does surprise people because I obviously like knowing the industry back in the day. You know, perfumers that the major a lot of the perfumers were men um, in France, like French male perfumers. That was like the real kind of 
that was who was 20 years or so where a lot more women were coming into the, the industry to become perfumers. And so I always think of it as normal where it's, you know, men and women doing perfumery. But I think from an outside perspective, I think a lot of men, especially maybe in Australia, it's quite a different culture for men there, isn't it? And, you know, it's good to see that you're like, you know, educating the Aussie men on fragrance. <laughs> I was actually surprised, you know, when I started this business, I was mostly, you know, hoping for a lot of women to just <laughs> come to the workshop and enjoy the experience. But as it turned out, a lot of men are actually interested in the workshop, which is fantastic. Um, I love seeing that. So, yeah, very happy with the way Australians are and they're very <laughs> open-minded because they want to try new things. And, yeah, they seem to really enjoy learning new skills as well. So it's been fantastic to have both men and women. And so one of the things that I did want to ask you as well is, like, what was um, maybe some of the key milestones or turning points um, in the evolution of, of the brand Gander Temple, like, what were the steps just because I know a lot of people listening are people who maybe want to create perfumes for themselves or or create a brand. I know a lot of my students do want to create um, a brand for themselves. So what would you say some of the key milestones that you went through as you grew your brand? Because we look at it now and I look at your brand going, you know, it's beautiful. You share pictures of your workshops and you know, very, you know, you've, it feels like you've done a lot in a very short space of time and got a following, but obviously we're seeing the version now, not necessarily <laughs> on day one. So what would you say, maybe some of the milestones and also some of the challenges that you had? Sure. So I guess I was lucky that I could experience a workshop first, because, you know, when you do a workshop, you already start to learn so much about the concept of, you know, perfume making. So I would say having a bit of experience with workshop was a great um, uh, first step on the journey. But then I did a lot of research. So before I started with your course, I, you know, looked online for forums and blogs and started to buy books. So I really educated myself as much as I could once I had a bit of a project in mind, the biggest challenge for me was to actually source my materials because I realized very quickly that there are a lot of suppliers online that are not selling um, good quality products and or oils and materials. And that was really crucial for me to source high quality ethical material. So that was my first challenge. Once I, you know, had a bit of an idea of what I wanted to do, where I wanted to do it, then I probably spent a good five to six months doing some research, um, sampling a lot of materials. I was just buying, you know, like one meal of like some of the materials that I was interested in, um, trying to talk to all the suppliers, asking questions. Um, seeing how they respond to those questions. I really wanted to work with suppliers that are very transparent and know what they're working with. So that was my first challenge to really um, secure that list of trustworthy suppliers. Once I um, found my suppliers, 
then I joined your course and I've learned a lot about, you know, um, which, you know, equipment do I need and uh, what are the best way, I guess, to um, teach my workshop. Because even though I had experiences through the little mentorship I've done in Bali, um, I wanted to learn more about perfume constructions and accords. So gaining that knowledge also helped me. So definitely joining your course has been a big um I guess, um, turning points into my journey because I was able to have the knowledge and skills I needed to go forward. Then it was about establishing the brand, so creating a logo and a vibe for the brand. And that's very important. And I think that if you don't have the knowledge or the background like I do in marketing or graphic design, you should definitely invest a little bit of money into um, you know working with a marketing person or graphic designer to really nail the branding. Because even though I spent months, months sourcing amazing ingredients, at the end of the day, if my branding is not, you know, perfect almost, I mean, perfection doesn't exist. You yeah, know, but we have to be really careful with not, that because otherwise yeah. you're going to end up with people going round and round with their logo and never doing anything. True. So not maybe not perfect, but, you know, the branding needs to really have that bit of a whoa effect. You need to really attract your customers. So you need to understand who you're trying to attract as well. Um, in which country you are also is going to, you know, dif- differ, like different people, different markets. But once you have an understanding of who you're trying to sell to, having a beautiful branding, I think is really key. And then I, you know, set up my business, found a beautiful space to do my first workshop and then started to sell my first tickets. I probably started to sell tickets um, two months before my first workshop. So I wanted to have a bit of traction. So I was posting regularly, sharing about even my journey as a perfumer, you know, what I'm doing today, what I'm diluting, what I just ordered. I really wanted um, people to see the different steps so they could then, um, I guess, get to know me a bit better and um, it will get people excited as well. That's amazing. So, yeah. So maybe yeah. we should get you to come and do a little uh, a little thing in the group on branding and marketing. That would be cool. I would love that. Um, I've actually met so many, um, you know, um, people and perfumers as well through your Facebook group, the private Facebook group. And also outside of that, you know, on Instagram, I started to connect with a lot of people and we love sharing tips with each other. Yeah, it's, a great, a, it's a great group, isn't it? You know, and I, I one of the yeah. things that I love about that group is that, you know, people are so open to sharing and collaborating and supporting each 100%. other because it can be, you know how, you know, you, you kind of think maybe from the outside, oh, you know, everybody's going to be really like protective about their idea and their business and no one is going to want to speak to me but it is not like that at all and it it there's makes no me so happy as well sorry um I, there's no silly questions as well i feel like we can really ask whatever question we have um and no matter at which stage of you know the learning process we're in there's always someone with an answer and i, I love like trying to like help people and i receive so much help as well from this group so it's been amazing and do you find as well that, and, and this is as so obviously you're teaching group workshops as well um, in in Perth. So 
Do you find that you learn things from your students every day as well? So every time you do a workshop, something new, some new piece of learning comes up. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's obviously sometimes people who need a lot of help. So when they come to the workshop and I can tell that they feel really, um, I guess, low on the self-confidence, you know, they're not too sure how to blend, then I have to guide them. But sometimes there's people who come in the workshop who are very creative and they come up with like the most amazing combinations that I had not even thought about. So I'm always learning. There is always room for more growth, even in my own workshops. Yeah, exactly. And still after, I mean, I've been doing this for a really like really long time now, but every single workshop that I do, I have so many like yeah it's like that you know coming and this is one of the things that I say to people coming into everything with a beginner's mind because you just never know like what combination someone is going to come up with because I think the more we learn and the more experience we have the more almost blinkered we become about doing things in our own way and we kind of forget that you know sometimes just like crazy experimentation is is where new combinations or new ideas come from. I mean, I was teaching a um, a private class the other day with complete beginners who were just there for a birthday and it was a friend of my sister's. So it's not something that I normally do. So I had to create some simple accords for them to use because it, we had two and a half hours. It was, yeah, it wasn't my normal workshop where I've got people coming in that are like really wanting to do this professionally. And then giving those accords over to them and seeing what they did with them. And sometimes you kind of do you I don't know if you have the same thing where you think, oh, I'm not really sure if that you I wouldn't really put that with that. But then sometimes it just they kind of make it work because their creativity takes over. Very true. That happened to me very recently. Actually, there was a combination of like three or four hours that I was not too sure about. Um, but this lady really wanted um, those four materials into her fragrance. So we tried to make it work together. And yeah, she came up with something amazing. And I've learned something new. <laughs> and that's going to happen like that every time. The more classes you do, the more you teach. And actually, this was actually something that um, my meditation um, teacher said to me. And one of the reasons why I many years ago now, I trained as a meditation teacher but it wasn't because I necessarily wanted to be a meditation teacher myself. But actually, he said that the best way to really learn a skill is to try is to teach it to other people. And that's something that I've kind of taken through my life and anything that I want to learn, I learn. I always want to share it with others because actually I think that act of sharing um, really helps to embed it. And challenge, you challenge yourself, right? Don't you? It's- Very true. And it's that exchange of ideas. So, um, you know, you, you don't know er- everything about everything. <laughs> so we always like end up learning from someone. And when you taught, so how did you feel when you taught your first class? What was the? Um, I actually felt really excited. I just like remembered my own workshop, my very first workshop that I attended and in Bali. And I just wanted to relieve that experience. So I was very excited, um, a little bit nervous, as you 
should when you start something new as well. Um, but mostly excited. And it went so well. And I received amazing feedback straight after the class. So I knew I was on the right path after receiving those feedback. That's great. Yeah, because I know that some people find, um, I think there are some people that are natural teachers and naturally um, able to do that in a group. And some and some people are just not like that at all. And they want to create behind the scenes. Um, so what is your, so do you, so you haven't got your fragrance brand yet um, in terms of your fragrance, your collection, but do you um, create your own for yourself? Yeah, I do like to experiment at home. So when I have a bit of time, you know, I like to, I've got so many actually materials at home now because I've started to gather a bit of a collection over the years. Um, and I love trying to create something just for myself. And then uh, I would ask some of my close friends to try them and see if they like it. Um, I'll ask my husband as well a lot. <laughs> He's definitely my <laughs> number one person like to support me and help me. And, and yeah, I always ask for his advice. <laughs> and what's your favorite? So what would you say your favorite materials are to use? Look, at the moment, um, there's definitely a couple of materials that I'm always um, drawn to. Um, the number one material is Champaka Absolute. Um, Champaka is this beautiful tropical flower. Um, I actually sourced the Champaka from Indonesia. And for me, it's like one of my go-to. I always need a, like a, a little bit of Champaka in my perfume. Um, sometime an overdose of it, I have to admit. <laughs> um, and then I also love uh, sandalwood, particularly the one. Um, so in Australia, we have an ethical sandalwood, and it's pretty much um, the same variety as the Eastern one that you find in India. So that's the Santalum album, if I'm saying it. Yeah, Santalum <laughs> album. Yeah, so like the mic, it's, it's yeah. the mic, like the Mysore sandalwood. Yeah, that's it. So I love that one, and the one that we have in Australia is just beautiful. So it's one of my go-to as a base ingredients. Um, and then I love anything a bit balsamic, all the beautiful resins, so Peru balsam, benzoin, um, labdanum. There's a beautiful labdanum that I source from Portugal, which I'm loving. So definitely more of a, I guess, embery, narcotic yeah. floral kind of scent. So <laughs> I can already get an idea of what your first fragrance is going to be for Ganda Temple. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be a kind of like incensey sandalwood champaka yeah it's gonna be exotic um a little bit yeah um inspired by i think indonesia definitely definitely exciting so um you are expecting your first child when it when are you due i'm due uh, mid-may the 15th of may okay so you've got a bit of time left yet I've got, yeah, um, almost four months left, but, you know, time goes so fast, so. <laughs> yeah, so what, um, have you noticed that your sense of smell has changed being pregnant? Indeed, um, mostly during the first trimester. I remember not being able to do any sort of experimentation at home with my oils because I couldn't even, you know, open the door to where I store all my oils because 
it was so overpowering. I feel like my sense of smell really just expanded. I was smelling everything so strongly. So when I was doing workshops, because I knew I was, you know, at work and I had to um, obviously show up for my clients, I would still go there and knowing my ingredients, the way I know them, I would still be able to help them with their, you know, fragrance combinations. But when it comes to, um, I guess, practicing or experimenting at home, I couldn't do it for the entire uh, first three months of my pregnancy because some of the smell were just way too strong for me. I wasn't able to enjoy the scents I usually enjoy. So it was quite challenging at first. And then it started to get a bit better um, in yeah, the second trimester. And now I'm back to n- normal, uh, I think. <laughs> That's so, good to yeah, know. it was it was a bit of a strange experience for me. Um, but um, in saying that, it, I've learned a lot about human body and how, you know, the sense of smell can really change. And sometimes it's because of illness. Sometimes it's because of pregnancy. And it's fascinating how things can quickly evolve. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that is, yeah, it's good to know that, um, that it's, that it's come back now. So you are going to be, are you going to be teach? you're going to be teaching more workshops. So I did see a thing on your Instagram that it's, you're still going. Cause I was wondering yeah. if you were going on maternity leave. Yeah, I'm teaching workshops until probably the first week of April and that then I'll be on maternity leave for um, a few months, I actually don't know when I'll be back in the classroom, um, but it will happen at some point. I'm thinking of maybe uh, creating a couple of online workshops for uh, people who were not, you know, who, who won't be able to attend an in-person class. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also had a lot of requests from um, Australians over East, so. Since I'm in Australia, I know that, you know, they would appreciate having someone um, in Australia doing like an online workshop for them. So I might put a couple of online workshops, um, maybe some pre-recorded workshops that people can do and then work on my perfume brand, I guess. I was going to say, you should should Mm. take that time out to work on your brand. Yeah, I think that's what I want to do. I want to, yeah, take that opportunity to really focus more of my time on developing my sense. And and hopefully when I'm back from maternity leave, I'm, I'll be ready to launch, you know, my first perfume. I look forward to that. I think it's going to be wonderful. Thank you. So thank you so much, Delphine. It was wonderful to talk to you. I always love talking to my group, uh, people who are in my, uh, my student group, because I feel like I know you so well online in the, in the group, but, you know, really talking face to face, um, and really kind of getting to know your story and, and, you know, what you're working on is fabulous. So I will put your details in the show notes for those listening. Um, and, um, yeah, so if, if you're listening for, we do have Um, people listening all over the world. So if you are in Perth and you want a wonderful natural perfume making workshop, you know where to go. And good luck with your um, pregnancy and your ongoing journey. And um, yeah, I will speak to you very, very soon in the group. Thank you. Thank you so much um, for listening to my story. 
and thank you for everything you've shared on the private Facebook group, <laughs> all the help you're giving us. You're um, very welcome. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you. Thanks so much. And as always, folks, thank you for listening and I will see you all next time. <laughs>